Good evening and welcome back to the Gilgan, 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 Gilgan podcast. I am here to introduce the captain of this ship. She's the reigning, defending, conquering queen of badassery here in Hudson Valley. It's our girl, Jeff <laughs> that one aye aye what's up out there now that I'm the captain (laughs) she is the captain (laughs) and we I'm your dark meat baby face your moderate fan we're high intensity I'm her compatriot I'm Brandon so I guess you already know that just means one thing that I also and that word that he just said, because I can't say it again, because I'm going to butcher it. But I am bringing that WDE, that woe daddy energy, anywhere I go. I am the one true woe daddy. Andy, Vivians of Studio Woe, professional wrestling in your American icon. We come together like roll charm bitches. Hey. <laughs> talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. <laughs> Uh, and as Brandon so kindly introduced me, um, I'm Jess Kravitz, founder of River Valley Guild. We're here to get you tapped in to all things Guild Gang, Guild Gang Universe Let's go. Um, and we are sitting here today with, oh, she's so many things, but. With, she's someone very special she's to so you. so many things. Someone. She is very special to me. <laughs> you were her first friend of hers that we met. That's a fact. She was a, oh. your first friend. Well, so she's. Uh, oh, she, you were saying she's special to you. I was like, she's special oh, to no, me. No, 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 no. She's special but, to well, you. Well, she can be special to both of us. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> there's enough of me to go around. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I wonder. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but we are sitting here with Caitlin Murray, um, founder of La Vie Hope I didn't butcher that. Too bad. We're gonna roll. We're gonna. I know. I. I was never really good at French. I was. I took Spanish and Italian. So, um, (laughs) hence the roll. Hence the roll. (laughs) No, you gotta keep it in your throat. It's la vie après l'amour. There we go. I can't do it quite like that. (laughs) I lovingly call it après. And for those of you watching the video, I'm wearing my favorite. Opera hoodie today. Yeah. Hold on, zoom in on that. Zoom in on that. That's the Ooh, varsity oh Addy crop. We getting a little zoom. That is a hard. That that that's a hard fit though. Oh, thank you. Hey. Hold on, I gotta move it. There we go. Yeah, that was one of my favorites that I made actually. Yeah, I love this one. Happy to have it. I'm happy like, you got it. I know. Me too. Um, I think this is actually the first piece I got. Yeah, years. this yeah. is my, my first operate piece. Um, or from our first market we did together. <sighs> wow. Memories. Back, memories. Um, and then, yeah, so Caitlin is the founder of Opera. She is the founder of Sustainable Fashion Week, which is going to be hitting the Hudson Valley this fall. And um, she also is on the board for the Guild. Yay. She's our VP and community director. So... She does a lot, and there's definitely some things that 
I'm missing that we'll get to in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll talk more about. So welcome, Kate. Thank you. Happy to be here at uh, Universe 845. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So we like to start off with asking our guests, what's your origin story? What's your connection to the valley? Origin story. Yeah. It all started when I was born. <laughs> <laughs> One day. Thanks, mom and dad. In a world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was born and raised in the Hudson Valley. Um, so I grew up in Red Hook, New York. Okay. And um, I went to school in New York City. And so I lived in the city for about 11 years. And then COVID hit. And I came back. And that's. That's kind of like the short and condensed version of it, but yeah. You found your way back home. I found my way back home. I dig it. I dig, yeah. it. I dig that. Yeah. What was it? Uh, what did you love about being in the city? Like, because you were that's a long time to be down there. It so is it's a like long time. you create like a whole new life, and not new life, but it's just you know you yeah. become a different person. Like, yeah. What, what did you? What kept you there so long? Um, I, I truly loved the culture and diversity of the city. Um, and that's something you don't get often upstate, um, at least where I was from in Red Hook. It's pretty, pretty one track town. Um, so I loved that you could eat anything you want, whenever you wanted, wherever you wanted. Um, you could be in one place at one time and hearing like six different languages being spoken. Um, there was just, there's just this energy of the city that like you, you literally feel it. Like you touch down and you just like this energy pulses through you and it's so exciting. I mean, it's, it's overwhelming for sure. Um, I'm happy I did it in my twenties because I had all of the energy. (laughs) 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 Um, I went to school there and then got a job and you kind of just like, it's, it's a city that sucks you in, you know? Mm. And you're like, if not New York, then where? Um, it's kind of like, it's, it's. You know, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. That's, as uh, that's a fact. As, as I say, say. <laughs> who are they? Who are they? Who are they? Should we get them on the podcast? We should. Yeah. Come on now. If anyone knows who they are, please send in. us uh, <laughs> hit us up on Instagram. Listen, they, we're looking for you. Yeah. Right? We want to talk to you. We need to know these questions. <laughs> so, being you know being being there for as long as you were, and and you know just being encapsulated in all things the city that I would have to believe there was a part of you that kind of started hearing like everyone coming back up here and like a sense of like yo that's where I'm from like what are you guys doing up there like what was that like you know what I mean like what was that sort of like yeah I mean I never imagined myself moving back up state to be very honest. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> that was not part of the plan. Uh-huh. Uh, my plan was to move to Paris. Um, but life had other plans. COVID happened. Um, but I, looking back, um, I don't think I would have lasted as long in the city if I didn't have an upstate outlet. So my parents are still upstate. So yeah. probably once a month I'd be upstate. So I never knocked the upstaters the weekenders yeah. because i'm like i get it yeah you need to breathe you need to like you know and i was fortunate enough to have my parents upstate still so um i think that's what kept me sane honestly to like be able to come up and see stars um there was always that moment when i would like come up and get off at the Kipsy train station and you can see the stars and you can smell the fresh air and you're just like ah, 
<laughs> like just like fully exhale. So I can't I can't knock the weekenders. Honestly, I was one for a long time. Um, only because my parents were here. Yeah, but like I, I'm speaking more from like just the, I guess like the buzz and like creativity aspect of it right of like, like how hudson valley now is like, yeah yeah like a like, hot spot well one being a hot spot but like you know one of the things that at least we've learned just from associating with jess and things like that is that like the amount of like creativity yeah that's up here yeah you know what i mean it was shocking for sure because you, you kind of almost don't expect it after no. even being from here you don't right. expect it. yeah i mean because when you're in the city i feel like you just have like creativity overload like mm-hmm. everyone's creative in their own way yeah. or everyone's doing something in their own way. Um, so yeah, it's kind of shocking, but I guess not also. I don't know. It's, but the Hudson Valley is so separated. Like it's so spread out. Yeah. You know, people have a hard time traveling 20 minutes. True. Yeah, whereas, in the, whereas in the city, 20 minutes was like a, a walk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to do all that. That's We're a short walk. Yeah, Are you joking? Walk. It's cold. Yeah. It's been like 40 minutes to go for parking. Yeah, that's why they walk. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I don't need to take the subway. 20 minutes is a breeze. So I think it's just everything being spread out. It makes sense that like artists and creatives are spread out. Um, which is why I found the guild so compelling because it brought so many people together and I've met so many people through it. Um, big community girl and I like love building community. I love being part of community. I think that's kind of the point of life. So I, um, yeah, I was, I was, I guess shocked to ceiling, but also not because there's so much, there's so many little pockets in the Hudson Valley too. And like so many things originated from the Hudson Valley where it's like, I don't know, there's different artists who have places up here. Like there's a ton of actors up here. They're just kind of low key. And I think everyone kind of keeps themselves a little bit, either because they want to or they don't know how to yeah, yeah. branch out and meet other creatives. How did you two cross paths? We met at a, a networking happy hour. Yeah. That neither of us wanted to go to. <laughs> <laughs> no shade to the happy hour. But yeah, neither of us. Yeah, we both were just kind of like, we both, and after, especially like now, like talking back to that day, we were both, both of us like, almost didn't go. Yeah. And, um, and then we went and we just like, we ended up just talking to each other the whole time. The whole time. And we were like, okay, like, I guess I'll see you you really soon. (laughs) Yeah. We have to shout out HCI for that happy hour. Um, Hudson Community Incubator was one of the groups that I joined to kind of get my business off the ground and again, meet people of state because I didn't really know anyone when I moved back here. Yeah, and then that was like early-ish on in the guild days. So I was going up there to meet with Eric, who's the founder of HCI, and just kind of like start networking the guild with the HCI community. And then Caitlin and I met, and um, it was just like really beautiful and like blossomed from there. And then we were hosting a, a community cleanup up in Hudson, and 
I was the only one that came. <laughs> really? Yeah, Taylor was the wow. only one. Well, wow. and our other one of my other friends came. Yeah. Bobby yeah. was there too. She, um, <laughs> but she was helping put it on. Yeah, and she I was, was the helping, only one yeah. who like yeah, voluntarily was the like, only one who came. Um, That's yeah. though. Right? We were still trying. We were still really new in our days of like getting our community base together <laughs> up in Hudson. Um, and we didn't like know too many people up there yet, so we didn't have a big network of people to come and. No one from Beacon was about to drive an hour and 15 minutes to clean up yeah. a street. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it ended up just being like the three of us pretty much. And we cleaned up a street. Yeah. And then it was really like that really like solidified, I think, our like our friendship. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Then Caitlin joined the guild and then everything just like really kind of like snowballed. From there, yeah. And so we we've, we've heard a lot about you, like prior to meeting you. So Facts. like, um, and you know, when 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 we interviewed, just you know, we'd ask her like, who's the person that like holds you down, like that keeps you, you know, <laughs> yep. And without thinking, <laughs> it's like, oh, right it there. is I. <laughs> right there. So it's, so it's it's dope. It's dope to hear that. This, I mean, this this relationship you guys have is like so intertwined with with the guild and just what it is and and what it's about. The spirit, like you guys, are like that kind of personification of it, and it and it's in a very like cool and yeah, and we're like a friend business power couple. It's <laughs> <laughs> like. I Something did. along those lines. Like, <laughs> I don't know if there are words yet in our modern language to like really describe what I we are. I don't think there's a section for that on LinkedIn yet, <laughs> but, but we'll create one. Make it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so funny. We both always crack up whenever like I am introducing Caitlin to people, and I'm like, "My business associate." <laughs> We're always like, "Tee." <laughs> Why did Caitlin so much? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no so it's been super beautiful just like I don't know to really see that like come to fruition you know and it's like we both have our own things going on and then you know we work together on the guild and like we support each other in our own businesses as well and it's like really been so um fulfilling and what's the word I'm looking for like like useful and helpful to just like have someone who really like understands like everything that I'm dealing with yeah. and like can really I don't know and I think that's like you know one of the initial things I think Kate and I connected on was just like how it's like really difficult being a entrepreneur and like a younger CEO, small business, like really also trying to like make a difference. And like, yeah. you know, both of our businesses are like inspired by the environment mm -hmm. as well. And, you know, trying to like figure out ways to stay true always to like mm -hmm. those roots. And then, you know, also figure out how to really like profit and find success and like this and that. And um, I know that, that, you know, that was just like one of the early ways that we really like found support from one another. Yeah. Now, at the time when you guys met, were you already, was, was Opre already established or were you in the process of also like, were you in that phase where, where Jess was, where you guys just both 
establishing, like putting your, your stake in the ground? When we first, the first happy hour we met, um, it was July. Um, and it's I, a sunny day in July. It was a sunny <laughs> July. I think it was a Thursday. It was an evening <laughs> around 5 p.m. In Kingston, New <laughs> York. <laughs> Um, but I operate, I actually had started operating in 2017, but I was working full time at the time in the city. I was in Brooklyn and I had kind of been like slowly and surely building it. But upon moving back home and figuring, you know, the pandemic made me stop and think about like, you know, what do you want to do with your life and what's important in life? Um, and I was working in the luxury fashion industry and was doing merchandising. Um, there was a lot of really amazing things to it, but also a lot of things that were, kind of eating away at me and my soul. And so I was like, all right, I need to get serious about launching Opry. So I, when we, our first meeting, I was still working full time and I was like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm going to do, blah, blah, blah. And then as God would have it, our second meeting was in August and it was right after I had left my full-time job to take on Opry full-time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need selling opportunities. I need markets. And Jess is like, I got markets for you. <laughs> how, many, markets. how many you want? I got the plug, plug, plug. <laughs> come, come to all of those. I'll put us next she's to each other like, and we can talk. Like, oh, oh, she oh, had, uh, yeah. <laughs> she's like, I got your markets. <laughs> so that was. She got real in that moment. I was like, oh, I got okay. Right. <laughs> she sent that Google Drive real quick. Jeff <laughs> 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 Nasty with the Google yeah, Drive. Yeah, no, no, I know, yeah. I know. I'm still, I'm still opening up documents and I'm reading. I'm like, oh my god, there's all this. Like, damn, when did she do this? Yo, listen, I'm not gonna lie. She That's sent hilarious. one, and I literally looked at it, and I was just like, listen, damn, are we even over our head? Like, what did I, what did I just Jess's open up? Google like? Drive game is off the charts. I, Honestly, I nobody like, wants access to my Google Drive. No. Like, nobody wants to be inside there. Oh, it's can, yeah. can confirm. <laughs> Not. I don't even want to be in there. Um, Listen, I'll say this. Whatever, whatever it looks like, that shit is like, like I said, it's vi- like Andy said when when, when we saw it, it's just like, oh, okay. Put <laughs> <laughs> my chest up a little bit. Like, all right, like, just, uh, my shit together. Right. Yeah, like all right, hold on. <laughs> see, like that's that that's another thing too. I will give to her is like seeing that and just having that small moment of being like, oh shit, all right. Can, I, can we do this? And then you're just like, oh, yeah, we got this. But, like, her sending those has, like, made us up our game and, like, made us better. So, like, I've learned to appreciate said Google Doctrine. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I did notice, Brandon, when you sent back the questions for this week, you did add a little more structure to the Oh, yeah. The I'm, learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. On point. <laughs> On it. We love so that did not go unnoticed. <laughs> Let me tell you that. That's like, you're like did you see him? Did you see him? I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. <laughs> and now that I picked it up and looked at it, that's, this is going to bring us to point three. Um, <laughs> point three. On the scheduled questions for this evening. <laughs> and this was these. This was Brandon. So I'm gonna. I'm pulling from Brandon's um, list right now. I'm not going to take credit for that. I don't do that. Um, Discuss the importance of sustainable fashion and how oh, it aligns with their brand's core values and how their business fits into the Hudson Valley's sustainability initiatives, which is a fantastic question. Sustainability is the is the pivotal reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, I, working in the industry, have um, 
learned and encountered a lot of waste that goes on in the fashion industry. Um, in 2018, the Environmental Protection Agency had estimated that over 11 million tons of clothes ended up in landfill. And that's just in one year. And every year it's been increasing. It's a lot. Wow. And that doesn't even account for the clothes that are being shipped overseas, <clears throat> the clothes that are ending up on beaches in Ghana, in deserts in Chile, um, ironically back to the places that make our clothes, like Bangladesh, um, in India. pretty ironic. It's very ironic and sad. Damn. Yeah, and that's wild. Yeah, we have, we have such an overflow of textiles on this earth. It has been my battle cry that we don't <coughs> need to be producing anything new. So I actually have had this idea since college, um, but I knew that I needed to work in the industry. I needed to get um, hands-on experience, mm -hmm. and I needed to pay my student loans off, quite honestly. Um, and starting a business at 20 was not what I needed to do. So I got my experience, um, and... I think, again, COVID had, like, really highlighted that, like, now is the time. Like, we saw during the month of April 2020 um, that skies in India had cleared um, because they stopped production for 30 days. And so, like, the earth will literally heal itself if we give it time. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, seeing all of that, there was, like, dolphins back in the Venice Canal, um, like, different wildlife things that had happened because just things had stopped. Yeah. And it only took... A month. It so was, I was really like, quick. I was yeah. like, what if, and then the issue with working in the industry is you see the backlog then, and then like we came back and it was like, we need more of this, we need more of that. Like we need, you know, and it was like, and then it was like production overload. Yeah, people were just buying shit left and right. Left and right. Wow, so toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I worked in the luxury industry and we like sold out of these $1,500 blankets. Like I couldn't keep them in stock. Um, because people were home and they needed the Avalon blanket. So, <laughs> um, you think it's funny? That was no, my no, life. No, I ain't gonna lie. I'm laughing because like I was one of those people. Yeah. Uh, you bought a fifteen hundred dollar blanket. God, no, <laughs> no, bruh. But I bought a lot of collectibles. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. You're home. You have nothing. You have nothing yeah, to do. Yeah. I regretted it, though, but I feel <laughs> And you know. we live, you know, and we live in a consumer mm -hmm. economy, and I get that. And so with my brand, why I started my brand is, like, there's so many good clothes out there. And so the name, La Vie Après L'Amour, means life after love. So my whole concept Ooh. is, like, how can I take clothes that have been loved and give them a new life? And it's synonymous to, like, you as a human being usually are, you find new life after you've been loved. So it runs deep. Yeah, wait, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> the boys are I both like jaw dropped, like <laughs> sighing right now. I don't have to interrupt. But <laughs> that line right wow that that yeah, I'm speechless. <laughs> I'm literally speechless right now. Like And you host a podcast. I that's, guess. that's a big feat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You said you said the line and literally my like I what? Wait, hold on. You know what this is also made me thinking of right now? That song that's like I really don't want to sing this into the mic right <laughs> now, it, but like, it. do you believe in life Share. after love? Yeah. Believe in love after love. Oh, oh man, if we oh, 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 o
There's no talking to you. Please keep going. Please keep going. I'm leaving. I'm upset. Yeah, sorry. I don't know any more words or else I would have yeah, yeah, sorry. with you. But. Sorry, we got off the track a little bit. But that <laughs> line, though, still rocks me. Like, that's <laughs> a great after. Wow. Sorry. Thank you. Sorry, that's continue. okay. That's Please okay. don't apologize for that. That was, <laughs> that was perfect. That was, in, that was amazing. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that is kind of the core of my brand and how I... I couldn't have been back in the Hudson Valley at a better time because the Hudson Valley, specifically New York State and the Hudson Valley specifically, have really strong environmental laws and things that they're pushing forward. Um, so I recently joined the Hudson Valley Climate Action Network where I am like part of different people in all of the Hudson Valley who are doing... I just heard about that. Yeah. So everyone, it's... it's With Paloma down in... Um, I don't... It's, it's with... Um, Partners, it's off of Partners for Climate Change. Okay. So I've been I've been hearing about this a lot. I know. Lately. I think they're that's a separate. That's a separate thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But um, yeah. So that's been a really cool community to be part of, um, and also so the Hudson Valley is so um, rich in resources. We're water rich. We are tree rich. Um, we have a ton of biodiversity. Um, and so it's very inspiring to be around. And I think that was also something that I realized is like, I need to be in nature to remember my why, to remember why I'm doing what I'm doing. Otherwise you get caught up kind of what Jess was saying about profits and best sales and you got to make more and you got to do more. But I have, I'm kind of in this crossroads because I have this background in luxury fashion. I've spent, you know, I had dinner at the opera house in Paris for a work dinner once, but I also love the Hudson Valley and I love being barefoot outside and climbing trees. And so I find myself kind of in the middle of these two worlds, the fashion industry and the environmental industry. And one of my big things that I am implementing this year is Hudson Valley Sustainable Fashion Week. And so I want to bring, I want to merge the fashion industry with sustainability and with like even even taking it a step further and being regenerative and like how can we actually give back to our land and how can we actually like benefit nature and Fashion Week, there's all this like hoopla around mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like this like you're you're prepping for months on end. You're outside the show. Everyone's like looking at who's who, trying to get photographed, whatever. The show lasts 15 minutes and then it ends. What happens to all those clothes on the runway? They're either who knows, left in closets for years and years and years, or like you know, like it's 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 the whole concept it's of wasted. Fashion Week is wasted. Yeah, really. There's so much. I like, never thought about that. Like, what people are giving out like, water bottles, you know, and like different things like that. Like, there's all these pieces. There's so much energy because of those l- certain lightings and whatever else they're using on the runway. Like, it's a huge production. Yeah. Um, and at the beginning, like what Fashion Week was, was for a place for buyers to come see the collection, put into their stores. And now it's just kind of turning into like a marketing spectacle. Yeah. It's a spectacle. Yeah. So that's why I feel passionate about, there's still something very beautiful about it. There's something very beautiful about seeing your clothes on a runway. Um, There's still a piece of you that like kind of wants to be there and wants to be part of that spectacle. But I'm like, how can we make that spectacle a little bit more um, down to earth, I guess? And kind of like bringing, like I said, these two groups of people together um, to really educate our whole, my whole Pillars are education, amplification, and inspiration. So I want to educate people on why I'm doing what I'm doing. 
It's not just clothes for the sake of clothes. Yeah, there's an actual, yeah. There's, there's an actual why, yeah. yeah. And then amplifying the designers in the area, specifically Hudson Valley, who are doing the work, also who are doing upcycling, who are working with dead stock post-consumer fabrics, um, and inspiring people also to just live a little bit more sustainably or thoughtfully and why it matters. Yeah. I think that's, that, I think that's cool because, like, you're taking two different elements and bringing them together. So you're bringing something new to people. So like you're, you're giving back to people, but you're also yeah. educating them on everything that's going around. Um, how do you find like your source material for everything for the business? I find everything in thrift stores pretty much primarily. People do donate clothes to me too. Um, I work with a lot of men's button downs, hence this oversized button down that I'm wearing. This is called the everyday button down because I wear it literally every day. I dig it. With my little opera embroidered on it. Um, so my main medium is button downs because I noticed when I first had started kind of conceptualizing this brand, like I said, back in 2017, I would go into thrift stores and there's always racks and racks of button downs. Um, you're never seeing a shortage of button downs in any thrift store that you go to. So I find most of them thrifted in the area. Um, I hit up pretty much all the thrift stores. Sometimes I'll go to Jersey to the um, Goodwill Outlet, which if you've never been to one, it's insane. I would love to go. <laughs> that it's me. insane. It's uh, bins. It's disgusting. Uh, like you don't even like. Is it more than just clothes? Like it's all. They got everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've Every just gotten into like thrift stores. It's like, priced, in my life. It's, it's priced it's, by the pound. What? Yeah. So you bring on your, everything. Everything. That's... Everything's priced by the pound. You throw it in your car. People, like, get really into it, though, and they, like, because, like, every hour on the hour, they switch out the bins. Oh, my God. What? Where is this? Ooh. Where uh, is this? It's, it's like in, a game show, It's right? in Jersey. Like, like, it's to the point, like, me and my son go to thrift shops just for, like, for like to see what's there. It's yeah. like a treasure, right? Like, it is a treasure hunt. There's so many fun things out there. And they change it every hour? Every hour on the hour. But you have to really that? prepare, like, mentally, physically. Like, you it have to It sounds like, yeah. It sounds like people might get a little pushy, too. Yeah, like, so I try to go in, like, the middle of the hour, because I'm okay. like, I don't need the first yeah, tips. Yeah, yeah. And again, what I look for is button downs and most people aren't they're looking for like the cool graphic or like whatever Smart. is like yeah. you know <laughs> chic at the time and I'm like Listen, okay you take this in the moment yeah you, <laughs> you guys get that juicy couture <laughs> she can say that she, she, that. she was like juicy. <laughs> gotta find this juice. Oh my God, yeah. I know they're back um, <laughs> I'm just gonna get my button downs and call it a day <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's so funny but no you're so right about the the button downs I just know like my dad would always wear button downs to work and like just thinking back and like kind of watching that trend like throughout his career like yeah. he would just always get more and always would have a bag to get rid of yeah like always there was yeah. always a bag that was being gotten rid of and there were always more that were like coming back from the dry cleaner or like new ones that he was getting. And, and they're generally in good condition. Yeah, well, because they're, they're not dry cleaned. Always dry cleaned. <laughs> and they're, they're not really worn that much. The most thing that they're doing is typing and like maybe really pointing. <laughs> but like, you know, yeah, you're not like out there like sweating or living your life too deeply. So yeah. can I, can I, can I, make, can I give you an idea? Sure. Always open. I mean, I'm sure people are doing this already. Tell right? me. But, like, you definitely need to, like, do, like, a treasure hunt sort of, like, thing. Ooh. Yeah, that'd be fun. Right? Fire. Like, where it's just, like, you do it well, one like or two. Well, like a scavenger hunt? Yeah. Ooh, that could be fun. 
And you get participating like thrift stores that or whatever. That would be so fun. Maybe even Come like they have to, maybe they have to like clean oh. up trash, and then like somewhere in the trash is like not trash. <laughs> like one of your pieces. In a Ziploc bag. It's not going to be touching the trash. It'll be in a sealed. Okay, not where I was going. <laughs> not sure where that's where Brandon was going. I was maybe thinking, yeah, like a scavenger hunt, like. Find a, like a red Nike T-shirt or something like yeah. that. And, oh, okay. And then got like it. you can like mark. <laughs> no, I got it. I went somewhere very different. Okay. <laughs> and then it, almost like scavenger. I'll you, Jeff. And I'll then when you get to I'll the see. end, two, two options. Yeah, yeah. Or we can dig through trash. I mean, that's fine too. <laughs> One man's trash is another done. man's no. treasure. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, that could be the tagline. <laughs> My last event was called Spread. Love, not trash, so. <sighs> but, like, the, the reason why I say that, because I'm just, like, I know I, it might not be for everybody, so maybe I'm just I'm just putting this on people. But, like, I feel like there's an excitement that comes over, at least me, when I'm walking in to, like, a thrift shop, because it's just, like, what? Oh, I. What and that, I'm that, thrilled every that time. That shit is addicting sometimes. It is. <laughs> it's, like, it's yeah. just, like, you never know. And then it's, like, sometimes you leave bummed out. It's, like, oh. I can't really find nothing. Yeah. But you're still like, all right, I'm going to go to the next spot. And I'm you know? always, I always say like nothing haunts you more than the vintage or the thrift item that you didn't buy. Every time. <laughs> you know how many times I've gone back? Like, and I'll, it's not like, there. Like in the same day. But like, you know what? I should not. I'll go back like an hour later. Gone. Gone. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's when I beat myself up the most. See, I'm on like the opposite side of the spectrum. Like I'm a, I don't really go thrifting. Like I'm not good at it. Uh-huh. Like, it doesn't like give me that same joy. Like I just get stressed out, See, and then I I don't know. I just like I get like a little weirded out by like <laughs> like like shirts I'm cool with, but like pants or like shoes kind of like freak me oh, out okay, a little yeah, bit. I'm not a shoe guy. But but yeah. what I but what I will say is like that's why I'm so grateful for Upright and Caitlin and brands that are you know do s- similar stuff where they kind of like curate the vintage for you, yeah, for you yeah, because. Yeah. I and I know that it's all psychological. Like I know that like um and I'm like I love the environment, you know, so yeah. I like wish I loved thrift shopping more, but anyway, so that's why I'm so grateful for brands like yours because I don't know if I would go out and do it. Yeah. But I love being able to like get it from you. Yeah, well and that's local, that's yeah. that's who it's for, you know. Right. Like it's curated, it's washed, everything I take in, I wash it once first when I get it. And then after I do whatever I do to what I wash it right. after. Right, because I don't it. have the association of that random ass bin on the floor of Goodwill. <laughs> Love a bin. You know, like, <laughs> I said, think. Yo, whose random ass pants are these? Was it you? Was it you dropped it off? Yeah. Yo, you couldn't go to the dry cleaners and get them clean first before putting it in his bin? Hold up. You know, like, if it smelled weird, like, that's going to freak me out. So, like, but, like, that's, that's the thing. Like, like, no matter how many times I wash it, I'll never be able to get that smell out of my mind. But, but. But I don't have to think about that. I just get to think about Caitlyn no, and you. her beautiful face and her beautiful brand every time I put on this hoodie. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. that's a fact. So, so the first because I didn't put two and two together until you said it. So like this fit right here that you have when you're you're kind of repurposing these brands and things like that, right? Like so with this one, like you incorporate it. The Adidas brand mm-hmm. with your brand, mm-hmm. and that shit hit. It's a hit. I mm-hmm. like it. It fucking works. Thank you. 
how do you, I guess, make a decision on like what piece you're going to use versus like, like when you go shopping, do you just grab a bunch of things with an idea ready? Or is it like you see, you see the, you see the pieces, take them where you're at going. And it's like, okay, what can I do with this? Like, is, mm-hmm. which, which one comes first? Um, it's, I guess a little bit of both. Um, because as you know, with thrifting, if you have like a preconceived notion going in, you're never going to find what you're looking for. Um, so I have to kind of keep an open mind and see what I find and then curate a collection around what I keep seeing. So like for spring, say, like I really want to do something that's a little more, spring I always do something more sporty. So this was like part of like a spring line. So Mm -hmm. it was like a little bit more sporty. I personally love Adidas. I love Adidas Originals. I grew up with it. I saw it. I'm like, this is a dope sweater. I can crop this and add a patches and it's mine now. So. um, (laughs) That would be the next question. (laughs) It's actually mine now. And then it's Jess's. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's not Adidas anymore. So, um, sorry. (laughs) Bye, Adidas. Bye. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Um, so like currently I've been gathering things that are a little bit more sporty, sporty spice. Um, so like Opry sporty. So I've got some like baseball tees and I love, I'm loving jerseys. So I start to kind of curate things what I find cause I like to batch out, you know, you have to make a collection, you have to make it presentable. You uh-huh. can just do like piecemeal things or else it's just, it's like, what's going on here? Like what's your brand? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. but those are more the specialty. My like core collection is all around button downs. So the button downs are like tried and true. I do the button down five different ways. So I have the oversized button down off the shoulder, a dress where it's like cut and sewn in three different panels, um, a crop top because the girls love a crop, and the a tank top made from the bottom of the cropped top. So I try to use every, every piece, piece of the shirt. That's smart. That's smart. Get the most out of it. Yeah. Yeah. No waste. Do uh, I, I'm, I'm being selfish. I'm thinking of myself right now. But like, you know. Big guy. Yeah. Big guy. Yeah. Do you guys have like a line for like, you know, us, us big and tall folks? We, so uh, most of the clothes that I use are, do derive from men's clothes. Um, and it's based off of what I can find. So mm-hmm. um, in theory, yes, I have some like some bigger items. Actually, I'm thinking right now of a kind of mustard colored sweatshirt that I have that's embroidered that's a big and tall. Um, so, so yes. I'm just saying if, 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 you know, I feel like no one thinks about us. <laughs> <laughs> no one thinks about us. So I'm just saying, I think you might have, you know, you might have a following in, yeah. know, in the big and tall side. No, you know? I definitely do. My issue right now is I am a one woman show. So I'm my own model. So <laughs> for big and tall, it looks very different on me <laughs> than it does on you. <laughs> but I definitely feel that clothes need to be shown on a body as opposed true, to true, on a true. hanger. Very and true. if you're interested in modeling, yeah, maybe but... there's an opening. So see, here's my next question. <laughs> if you have, if you do have, because I see you have the button ups and yeah. stuff. So do you do like a lot of like, um, like business, like, button-ups or like suit pants and suit jackets and stuff like that or is it just like kind of the button-up shirts it's mostly the button-ups but it's interesting you say that because i'm soon launching a i've been taking men's suits and cutting them in half like a suit jacket um this is primarily targeted towards women and um cropping the suit jacket and then making a skirt out of the bottom so it's like a two-piece oh okay okay (laughs) 
Well, if you get that, uh, if you get ones in like a men's form, yeah. then I officially nominate myself as tribute to okay. be the model for that. And I will bring Brandon with me. Yeah. And he will yeah. model the other half yeah. and we'll go out. We will kill yeah. it. I promise. Yeah. I'm in. What I will I'm say in. too is that the great thing that I've loved about being an Opry gal angel. customer. <laughs> Opry angel. angel. So, and I don't know like how many people you necessarily offer this service out to, but <laughs> if there's something you're looking for, so like Brandon, if you told Caitlin, you really wanted a certain thing, she can go find that for you oh, yeah? at a thrift store. So like there's this one time I was like, I really want like a corduroy jacket which is like a short jacket. And like a couple weeks later, Caitlin was like, I found one. And I was, she's nice. like, do you want it? That's I bought it. it. And I was like, yeah, I do want it. And the best me. part about that is it had a little hole. So I embroidered a heart on yes. the back. So it's still got a little, so it's like still got that. a little opera. Like right. like yes. Giving like it that. some love. I some like love, that. always, like always, that. always with I love. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, happy to thrift for people. Because that my thing is like I'm, I understand that thrifting can also it's an interesting dichotomy because it can be a privilege for some, yep, and yep. a necessity for others. And a lot of people can't make it to thrift stores because they work full time. So I am happy. I would much rather do the legwork and go out and find something for you that's already out there as opposed to buying it new. So yeah, let me know what you need. So, listen, we're gonna keep a buck. This table right mm -hmm. here, this this nice little table. Oh, thrift thrift store, thrift thrift yep. store. Yes, thrift store. you know. Look at that extension. Soon we're Thanks. gonna have to move from the solar cups to some vintage glassware. I like it. I'm, I like listen, it. I'm down. Let me know. I'm down. I got a thing for glassware. I can get you some highballs. Listen, yeah. and, and we we can put your brand right on there. <laughs> front and center. Yeah. If, you your, if you put your twist on it, right here. Next right week, here. next week we're in new classes. Horrified we're using solo cups. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for all future episodes, we're going to switch over to some glasses. We're going to get right some vintage glasses Glass. from yeah. Opre. And, I'm down with it. And we're going to use some fancy, some fancy glasses. Perfect. Listen, I'd rather put your brand out there than oh, a brand thanks. that has nothing to do with us. Because so. we support local. Fact, though. <laughs> we love that. We do. We do. And we love inspiring others, too. Mm -hmm. This is this is what I'm do. I, I constantly make people think about like how they're living and how we can do a little bit better. Yeah. And it's the small choices a lot of right. the time, right? You know, it's I find that in my own life it's like it's just like a lot it's a collection of a lot of small totally. things. Totally. You know, and like there are some things that you might not change, but yeah. then you know, if you change a lot of the other things, I don't know, it's like it's I look at it kind of similar to like eating food and like having like a healthy lifestyle in that way and it's like 80 20 you 100%. know it's like as long as you're doing like 80 percent the best you can the other 20 like isn't as detrimental right because we want to we're still human you know and we still have to like give ourselves grace and you know and no one's perfect and it's overwhelming and yeah. I think what I try not to do is overwhelm people and be like that like burden of bad news always or it's like, well, you know, these are horrible for the environment. Like, these are made of oil. Um, you know, like, it's, we don't need to do that. We don't need to shame each other. I think we need to uplift each other. Like, yeah, like, hey, let's 
let's drink out of like some really cool vintage glasses instead. You know, yeah. like let's flip this script on on what we're doing and how we're doing it. And like you said, Jess, like small steps is the best way. I my newsletter every month I send out like a sustainability tip of the month. And last month it was about like using your banana peel in in different ways in gardening. You know, it's like little little things yeah. that like you just may not know. At our first sustainable fashion week event, we made a cleaner that's just part vinegar, part water, and we infused it with pine that came from my parents' Christmas tree. So it's just like, you too can make cleaner at home. You know, you don't have to buy all the chemicals and stuff like that. So yeah. that, see that, that, God, I, I know Jess, she's probably gonna get tired of it, but like this is what I, th- I I like about what you guys do. Both of you guys do is that, especially with these, you know, when you guys have your events, right? People can go to them mm-hmm. and expect one thing, and then leave with something that like they that's useful. Yeah. It's not just, you know, a piece of paper that gets lost in the wind. Like, they leave with something that's, you know, a cleaner or um, uh, a piece of clothing or... Um, the bead bar. The bead bar or or your, your, your pre... You know what I'm saying? There's you guys... Mm-hmm. You, and, and it's, like, these activities that you guys are, like, allowing people to, like, have a hands-on learning experience. Yeah. That you kind of make it look like it's this fun party thing. But it's like, no, I'm showing you how to make your own shit facts yeah. right how to like how yeah. to how to sust- how to be sust- how to sustain these things you know what i mean and that's what's really cool um and really i feel just like lends into your whole community <laughs> aspect um and, and giving back right yeah. like um so i just think that's really like really really cool Thanks. that you're able to like kind of like add that and you're always giving 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 you know yes. um but with that being said as awesome it is as it is to give others it's just important to give to yourself Mm. so like with all this that you have going on how do you like how do you practice your own self-care like how do you keep yourself grounded it's a good question um a lot of prayer honestly (laughs) (laughs) i have a very serious hour of prayer meditation in the morning um i do yoga i love to take baths um and truly silence, honestly, like even like I'm doing a lot, but even like sometimes driving, I'll drive like came, coming here, I drive silently so I can just like kind of have a moment to like be with myself. Yeah. Um, being upstate again, we're surrounded by such beautiful nature and I kind of forget that. So I'm like, no, I need to go outside. Like I need to go as I like, to take walks, I like to take um, my... A little my parents dog but she's basically my baby for walks <laughs> um and that's really meditative and that was something that kind of i, I came back to during the pandemic because that's all you could do yeah was go outside and take walks um so yeah and and read um write just kind of like i don't know i i really enjoy my time by myself so just pay, trying to be very intentional about that. Um, I don't really watch anything because um, I don't really have time. I also like to bake or cook. That's very meditative to me. Mm. So I'll try new recipes. And um, yeah, I did some stress baking last week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was like 8 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, baking a banana bread. <laughs> I hopped on a call and I was like, sorry, I got to get my bread out the oven. She's like, are you stress baking? I was like, yes. Um, Damn, Matt, I was away last week. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good because I also like came up with my own little recipe. It was like a mix between like a coffee cake and a banana bread. Ooh. 
Um, well, next time you want to stress bake. It's not um, vegan. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah. That's awesome. So, uh, so with you with uh, baking, do you have a go-to uh, thing that you like to bake or go-to thing that you like to create? Um, I rotate. I guess it depends on the mood. Um, I made this like chocolate molten pie recently. Ooh. That's like pretty incredible. It was from Half Bake Harvest. She's pretty big on Instagram, but so it's like super indulgent. Um, it's kind of like a brownie pie. So when I like fixate on something, I'll, like I also make this like berry tart, but that's for the summers. So it's so I'll, I'll hold off on that. But it's like a custard with <clears throat> usually like a strawberry or raspberry on top and a really buttery crust. Yeah, I'm with Jess. If you gotta get some shit off, that, that's a fact though. <laughs> you know, that's a fact. You know where the studio is. Yeah. You just stop by. Listen, you can leave it at the bottom of the stairs. We'll, we'll and grab we, it. And we support you. We support you. I'll bring, I'll, bring y'all a pie. I'll bring y'all a pie. <laughs> it's also my love language. <laughs> Baking <laughs> and cooking. Um, <laughs> so where do you where do you see operating in like five years? Five years. I see operating having a maison, a home um, in Kingston, New York. I'm working on opening a store there. Um, I see it having a, kind of a robust team. Like I said, I'm a, currently a team of one. So I want to have for sure a full-time seamstress, seamstress to work with me. Um, I don't know. But in my store, that's kind of my big focus right now. And I feel like five years from now, it'll be like fully functional and fully running and so I'm going to host a lot of events I started doing mending events um which is like part of the guild's initiatives too so just having a space like a community space where people can come together to learn more tips and tricks to take away something there's always some type of like activity or like mending or craft or just kind of doing clothing swaps like something else like that so I see Opry having a very strong local home base in Kingston um, very strong community um, to be self-sustaining and also to be uplifting and amplifying other designers in the area who are doing the work. Um, so the store, I want to have carry other, like many other brands and, and different, it's, I don't want it to just be Opry. Um, I never wanted it to just be Opry. So um, yeah, workspace, uh, just kind of a full like sustainability wellness center kind of. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and I feel like with the fashion industry in general, like, I think it may not be like one of the most known pillars of it, but I feel like a lot of it is people coming together wanting that community. And I think that's a lot of around fashion week, even though that isn't actually what ends up really happening. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like you just are bringing it together in the right way, like being in right relationship with the clothes and community and, you know, especially with like the new opera home coming together. Yeah. You know, bring all those pieces together. Yeah. I think that's um, kind of what I said before. The community really is the, the spice of life. Yeah. So that's really what I see for it is like to have a really robust community. Yeah. It's so special. When you think about your future store, and like thinking about all of these elements of your life that you love and 
adhere to from baking to the environment to Paris? It's how do you even begin to really like conceptualize like putting all of that into into one thing? Mm. Um, I don't know. I guess it just kind of comes in pieces. Like the the I guess the uh, sustainability and the earth fact is just like okay, how do we how do we create a store that doesn't take away more waste? You know, like how can we be really thoughtful about it? Like speaking with different builders or like, you know, like how, what are different ways, like what are different methods that people are building with now? Or like, even if it's a leased space, like how can I be better about using energy or different, like kind of having that aspect to it. Um, you know, how can we heat and cool the place that is a little bit more on the sustainable side or, um, what plants can we put in that add more oxygen into the air or different things like that? Like, can we do a plant wall somewhere because they look beautiful as well as they're like literally life-giving? Um, the pieces of, of like, yeah, Paris and kind of where everything is inspired from, that's, that's more on the design aspect of it. Um, so just kind of like things that like stuck out, that stick out that are like quintessential to me in Paris, it's like bistro tables and... Um, one thing I love in Paris is you can sit outside and everyone is facing out. Um, and so, like, everyone is facing kind of looking out on the street on the outside of a cafe. No one's, like, facing each other. So everyone's kind of next to each other and facing out and looking out. And so just having, like, that kind of, like, view of the world or the outside world and so implementing different design features like that. And... Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, it all starts in my brain, and then <laughs> I pull <laughs> images, and um, also everything. Everything for my store will, of course, be secondhand, um, including furniture and everything. So it's also a matter of like going out and seeing what's out there, and then kind of playing with it from there, and, and seeing it come together, which is kind of like serendipitous almost too, and haphazard. Like I don't have like a specific like you know mid-century modern table I need it's just kind of like what can we find and work with yeah, yeah. and I find they, they probably also like kind of work off one another right? yeah like you yeah. find something great and they're like okay and it starts to build from there yeah. yeah Caitlin I'm wondering if there's been any really like pivotal monumental moments where you have I guess in in two ways both that like you felt like a lot of really like strong support from the community where you felt like the community's really given back to you mm -hmm. and moments where you feel like you're really like this is it like I'm so on the right path and like what those moments feel like to you mm. um I guess they kind of go hand in hand right so um I don't know if I have like a day in time but just kind of along this I guess kind of, because as I, as I started doing pop-ups and stuff, you know, that was the first kind of, like, community engagement, I guess I did. Um, so different pop-ups, you gain different support from different people. Um, and there was... You kind of, like, you, you work so hard to get everything ready for it, and then, like, your setup is insane. Like, at least for me, like, my setup is so many compartments, and I'm trying to figure out, like, what I what I want to showcase, you know, with two racks and a table. Um, and usually it's leading up to, let's, it, it was like last year, I would say, 
leading up to a market, you know, I'm working overtime, I'm sewing. There was a point where I was sewing on my parents' spare bedroom floor and like ironing on the floor. And I was like, I can't be doing this. Um, and I was prepping for a, um, actually pop-up I did in the city last year in Brooklyn called Refashion Week. And it was put on by the sanitation department of New York. Um, and so I was like, I cannot be doing this anymore. Like I need, I need something else, but I didn't know exactly what I needed. And also what can I afford? Um, and I remember writing, like, I need a studio. Like, I need a proper studio for this to work. Um, that pop-up was my, like, single best pop-up to date at, or at the time. And then after that, two weeks later, I ended up getting a studio space in Hudson. And so I feel like every time I'm kind of, like, on the edge, I get something that advances me. That studio space in Hudson brought me more contacts and brought me really directly into the community of Hudson where I thought that's where I was going to open my store. Um, that should be tested. Facts. That should be tested to see if he really about this. Facts. Yeah. And like, are you going to quit? Or are you yeah. going to just ride this out? And then uh, last summer, I was beside myself because I'm like, is Hudson really it? And um, <laughs> it's a daily, kind of a daily, like, what am I doing? You know? <laughs> Isn't that normal, though? I guess. Are you supposed to be asking yourself that, like, yeah. daily Yeah. It's like a little check-in, like. Yeah, but it's more so, like, what is even the point, you know? And then, and then I got these confirmations. Yeah. I was like, ah, this is what I'm doing. This is like, why. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep. And, it, and it's, some of them are like little things. Like, now that I'm like racking my brain, I'm like, oh, I met this girl at a happy hour event, whatever, um, networking event in Hudson. And um, I don't even know, a couple of weeks or months later, she like tagged me on a post that she like had embroidered her jeans because we met at that happy hour and she was like inspired to embrace some flowers on her jeans you know it's like it's moments like that where i'm like this is why i'm doing what i'm doing yeah, that's um awesome. so and then so yeah kind of each each time i was like teetering on the edge of like what is point maybe i should not be doing this something confirms i like no you're on the right path at the right time I guess how the community has supported me. It's like every every kind of like city that I do a pop-up in and the community comes out for me is like how they respond to my brand. Um, not even by purchasing, just by like speaking, being interested in following um, or just meeting people. Like just, just simply, I've met so many different people who have become like even like friends or have come to my other events and different things like that. Um, so it's not like a moment, but it's like moments kind of that have led me to where I am right now that have led me to, and even other things, like other things in my life falling into place, like my housing situation. I was living with friends in Hudson because I said I wanted to be in Hudson, um, needed to get a new place. And I was toying with the idea of Kingston versus Hudson. And I had, I had a pop-up in Kingston and it was phenomenal. And it was one of those like really confirming, affirming days where it's just like, no, this is, yeah, this is it. This this is it. What I'm doing. Yeah. And then um, a month later, I had gotten a new place in Red Hook because I wanted to be closer to Kingston. And it happened like so seamlessly. And so again, I can't believe I'm back in Red Hook, but... <laughs> Here we are. Full circle. Full, our, our first full circle. Full circle. There's multiple full circles. Like, this is the first of so many. Circles. Yeah. So many circles. So, um, yeah, and just kind of like holding on to 
you know, like I should be, I don't even know where I should be right now. Like it's kind of the fact that I'm able to run this business full time and not have any, like, and be alive and like not have any debt. And like, I, I'm truly, yeah, yeah, I'm truly blessed. And I've seen it come like in all, like I've been well provided for, which is what continues to like help solidify that I'm on the right place at the right time. Yeah. And so now that you're entering this new initiative with Hudson Valley Sustainable Fashion Week, how do you see that as like the next part of the chapter of your story? And like, can you just tell us a bit about, I know we talked about a little bit already, but a little bit more about like how it's going to work. If you know anyone who's going to be in it yet, if you can give a little teaser to the people. (laughs) You can give the people a little teaser. (laughs) Exclusive. Um, Yeah, this is something that's kind of taken shape, I guess, on, it wasn't part of the plan, but now it is part of the plan. And um, so the fashion show, so it's, it was part, it was partly for me because I'm like, I wanted to show um, because I think there's, again, something beautiful to it. One of the show, like one of the designers who I really actually look up to is Jacques Mousse. And he always does these beautiful runway shows, like in the middle of a lavender field or like, he did one on a beach in Hawaii or in these like insane areas that are like nature dominated. Um, so my kind of <clears throat> idea or thought process was to do, my original thought was during doing it in an orchard, um, because New York state is so apple focused. Um, we're still nailing down the location. Um, it's not going to be on an orchard, but it also still might be, but, um, I, so most shows have 30 to 50 looks and I personally do not have 30 to 50 looks in me to make. (laughs) So, um, and I want to do this again to amplify others. So it's going to be a collective show. So there's going to be 10 designers and we'll have five looks a piece and it'll be one continuous show and it's going to be a see now by now show. So the models after they show will go back and change. Um, and each of the designers will have their own like booth kind of set up right after and it'll lead right into an after party. So everyone who's invited to the show, there'll be drink, there'll be food. Um, so it'll kind of be just like a fun event. There will probably be a takeaway or something you can use with your hands. Um, I'm trying to, I think something like seed paper. Um, I'm trying to conceptualize how that's going to work or like you can bring your own plant home or something like that. Um, so we are in talks with several different people. One of our first designer is Gabriella Daher. Um, she is a Newburg native. Well, not native. She's Brazilian native, but a Newburg local. Um, and she works, she does beautiful work with dead stock material. And she does these amazing corsets and um, other kind of beautiful silk kimonos and um she's super fun she came to our first event so she is one of our designers um so yeah and then the show itself is going to be in september because it's going to fall within climate action week as well as fashion week so it's going to really be that kind of you know crossroads yeah that's um the synergy yes 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 so and And then you have the date confirmed for september yet September 22nd, it's a Friday. Okay, so mark your calendars. Mark your calendars, but also, you know, 
You're going to have to speak with me because we might have to cap it. <laughs> Mark your calendars. Yeah. But also, first wait for an invite. Serve. Wait yeah. for an invite. Uh, follow on social media. Yeah. Yeah. Give us a follow and you'll learn more. Oh, this you're not following time. me? No, no. Uh, you, all right. Yeah. This is a good time to just like throw out some socials, I think. Social yeah. handles. So, nice transition there, Joe. Tell them where to find it. We love that. Um, Hatsunawi Sustainable Fashion Week is under, it's HVSFW. I think there might be an underscore. Sorry, it's so new. HV underscore SFW. Um, Apre is Apre, A-P-R-E-S dot L-A-M-O-U-R. Apre Lamour. Um, that's where you can find us on the socials. Um, socials. And we'll also be sharing everything on the Guild's account as well for Fashion Week. So yeah. stay tuned. We're super excited to be sponsoring the event. Um, yeah, and, and we'll have other events too leading up to the show because again, we don't want it to just be like a show. And so we're talking about clothing swaps and different panel discussions and um, some pop up events. So stay tuned. Yeah, for all and if things. you've never been to an opera mending night slash clothing swap, you need to come because they're so fun and cute. We <laughs> did a the guild did a clothing swap with opera last year for Earth Day weekend and. Yes. It was so fun. Like, everyone loved it. Super yeah. successful, super fun. Um, we have one coming in April. I have to confirm the date. It either is going to be the 15th or the 22nd of April. So, in Catskill. Okay. Amazing. So, yeah. also, mark your calendars. So, mark your calendars. Be prepared. <laughs> clean your closets. Get the pen out. Yeah, <laughs> clean your closets. Clean and then if closet. you find stuff in there that needs, needs mending, mending, come to mending night. I literally have a bag in my closet now of a bag that also needs to be mended. We love. Of stuff I just bring with me like to every mending night. And then each time, each mending night, I'll get through like one or two pieces. And I'm sure I could get through more, but I always just end up talking She's to people. She's always chitting and chatting. Yeah. <laughs> but they're every second Tuesday of the month, and they're held at Cowork Kingston. So. so I'm like I'm like holding back the tears right now because like I wish I'd known this like a few weeks back. I had to just get rid of like my favorite <gasps> pair of pants. Like, no. We could have fixed them for you. It sounds like it, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Sounds like it. Like I'm actually really sad. Like I might need to excuse myself. (laughs) You need to step out. It's okay. Brandon just had a total energy shift. (laughs) (laughs) I was really hurt when those pants ripped. I don't blame you. I know it is. It's so sad when your favorite clothes rip because you wear them all the time. It really is, and it's just I can't. I haven't found a pair of jeans to. Don't fit the same. Opera is here to to help the people. Well, now I know. Now I know. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, this was this was a blast, and like seeing you two, like interact is just like. So cute. <laughs> so cute. We have been told we're cute. <laughs> but uh, no, listen, uh, what you're doing, you know, what you're doing for the Hudson Valley, because that's why I think we do what we do is because we love this area. We yeah. love, you know, we love this place that we call home. So I think it's really awesome that you're providing an alternative for people. You know, clothes are expensive. Yeah. You Back know? To be in the end is it 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 costs a lot of money, and not everybody has that ability to afford that. So to be able to have this, I don't want to say alternative, but to have this like other option, and like and the fact that you make cool shit, just like <laughs> that's what's dope. You know what I mean? Thank like, you. thank you, yeah, thank you, and thanks to the guild for 
putting this shit out there in the yeah, universe. Thanks to the guild. Absolutely. Taught me so many connections. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one last time before we go, just tell the peoples, yes. uh, where can they find you on the socials? Yes, Instagram is my main my main thing. Um, so Apre is apre.lamour, so A-P-R-E-S dot L-A-M-O-U-R. Um, and Hudson Valley Sustainable Fashion Week is HV underscore SFW. Um, find us both on Instagram and don't bother with Facebook because I can't with it. Um, I have one, but it's... <laughs> I feel you. I completely understand. It ain't it. So. Yeah, same way. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do it because they say you have to, Yeah, right? but I would love to connect with you. If you follow me, DM me, it's me. So I have no... Uh, Social media manager. So. <laughs> <laughs> and tell yeah, them, yeah. tell yeah. them your website too. Yes, my website is um, apprelamore.com. So same as my Instagram, just with the You can the sign dot. up for her newsletter. Sign up for her newsletter. That's good well. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I send dope, about one dope. a month because, again, just me. Just mm-hmm. me, here. And stay tuned for Fashion Week. Stay tuned for other Opera events. Yeah. Um, yeah. Opera out in the streets. Yes, and the streets. Literally, I'm about to take my opera to the streets. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you don't already follow the guild, we're on Instagram at River Valley Guild. Um, that's G U I L D for the guild part. Guild gang, guild gang, River and gang, Valley. Gang. Hope uh, we all know how to spell those. <laughs> and um, on line on our website as well and then boys university four five yeah we're out here in the university four five we're on instagram we're on the instagram it's on instagram we are on instagram oh my we god are on instagram. <laughs> yeah Wait, i'm terrible with social doing? media i told you this when we first met us <laughs> i am not a social media You're person like, i forgot i had See, an instagram so account that that's my fault because I'm, I'm the social media guy and yeah we have See, a guy i wish i forgot i had an instagram account <laughs> same i'm but gonna yeah. be blowing up <laughs> yes you can find us on instagram at the universe 845 you can find me um, on Instagram, even though I that for sure I don't have anything other than just weird likes. But you can find me at Randall underscore Savage eighty four on the Instagram and the Twitter. For me, you can find me at Andy Bivians. That's A N D D underscore B I V I A N S. Um, first, you heard it first here. As of today, you can find us on the YouTube's. At the Universe 845, we're going to start putting up content there. Um, Thank you again so much for coming on and talking to us and hanging out with us. Um, Your story is so unique and so different that you're not only giving people value and giving people a vibe and giving people an experience, but you're also educating people as well and making things better. So I appreciate you for that. Like creating that deeper connection with the environment and with the world that surrounds us, I think also really helps deepen one's connection to themselves. So facts. And your clothes, like there's there's such a part of you. It's how you bring yourself out into the world, you yeah. know. So it's your style, it's your personality. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. It's all about community. It's all about if you have those pants that rip, don't be like Brandon. Come bring them down to mending night and get them pants fixed. Oh, whoa, daddy. I'm getting hyped up because I'm feeling the vibe right now. Ladies and gentlemen, it's about restoring. 
ladies and gentlemen, it's about connecting. It's about telling the people and giving them the information that they need. Don't just throw it out. No, no, no. Rip that sucker apart and make something brand new for you. Oh, oh, daddy. You already know us here at the University 845. You already know that the Gil Gang is all about community and giving back. Gil Gang, Gil Gang, Gil Gang, Gil Gang, Gil Gang, Gil Gang. Take our hands. Join us in this universe. Make our universe better to fly and soar the cosmos. Make our universe better so that we can bring you more content like this. Make our universe better so us, the community, can build. Take our hands and join us in the universe. Eight, four, five.